0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Evening. Good, evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our heart support. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Pratt. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogstalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available on our website, where you can send your questions, comments, or prayer requests. Also, for those who are on social media, you can Go on Facebook, on my website, Brother Prater, excuse me, on my Facebook page, Brother Prater, or uh, you can go to my website at reconnectmyheart.com, reconnectmyheart.com. You can chime in, and like I said, you can be able to see the video version, reconnectmyheart or reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. I hope that each and every one of y'all had a great, great day um this is uh the second sunday of november of 2021 this is i mean it's like these days are just going by so fast so what we're gonna do we're gonna go ahead and get ready get started do you ever feel like you have to fix or do everything yourself sometimes because of bad past experiences It makes us not want to depend upon folks. Also, we'll end up not only doing everything for ourselves, but also we end up dealing with the consequences or dealing with the expenses of doing everything for ourselves. Unfortunately, that kind of mindset will leave us overwhelmed or burnt out. Although we should be productive, we can't do everything by ourselves. Let me say that again. We can't do everything by ourselves. And we should ask for help when needed. So on today's show, we will talk about delegating responsibility to others, relieving ourselves from feeling like we have to do everything and much more in the episode called the overworked superhero overworked superhero learning to accept help from others hmm. now i want to i want to share something with you all and i believe in being very transparent As a matter of fact um a Sunday school teacher great friend of mine um Landoff Washington, a lot of times we would talk about how sometimes while we are ministering to others, we're also ministering to ourselves. And I'm going to tell you, this particular topic is an area that I'm very familiar with. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not as bad as the way I used to be, but uh, I'm learning ways and tools To be able to make sure that I don't set myself in a hole once again where I end up doing everything and I'll go into more details later on. I'll just say being able to do everything and not delegating responsibility to those who are responsible enough to take care of their situation. So I'm very familiar with that. And... When we really look at it, to be honest with you, we can easily fall into that, especially when we have those who are workaholics or even those who are perfectionists. You know, I have a high standard for myself, and there are times where I give grace to others when it comes down to work or performance. I give grace to others, but don't give grace to myself. I am a perfectionist. I like to make sure everything is right on the money pertaining to my productivity. Now, when it comes down to other people, Hey, you know what? They, if they did the best availability, I'm cool with that. If they did, they part. I'm actually cool with that. But when someone is slacking, Oh, they irritates the mess out of me. That's me. Like I said, those that know me, I don't mind being very transparent. <clears throat> you know, I'd rather for someone to give their wholehearted effort and it only gets a grade of a 75, pertaining to workload. But I would hate for someone to give a 95 and they cheated, they conned their way. I always look at the motive and the heart of what a person does. So like I said, that's me when it comes down to when it comes down to delegated responsibilities, sometimes <laughs> I've been so used to doing it myself. I'm a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to show you with you this uh, this story. The, per- <clears throat> excuse me, the person that I really watched throughout my life, it was two people that I saw that was able to do any and everything. And it seemed like as a kid, I watched that, and I just gravitated to that, and that became part of my DNA. <clears throat> the first person was it is, as a matter of fact, the first person is my daddy. My daddy has been known to do practically any and everything. Thank God, you know, he's still here, you know, still active, thank God. But my daddy, <laughs> that man could work on cars, dump trucks, build a house. He built a house when he was 14 years old and is still standing. Matter of fact, this year he turned 76 and is still standing from when he made it at 14. Matter of fact, um, this was back in the 80s when we were kids. We had goats. Normal A normal family would have dogs or cat, we had goats. Well, unfortunately, one of the goats ended up getting uh, hit by a car, and she ended up uh, being pregnant. Well, she was having a hard time delivering the baby. My daddy actually went in and pulled each one of the babies out. My daddy could do anything. Those that know my father, especially those that are related to him in, in Mississippi, they can tell you My daddy, they they call him Charles Lee, but my daddy can do any and everything. And so I spoke to him one time, and I asked him, you know, um, how are you able to do so much? And he said, God just gifted him that. And to me, great. uh, He has a word of wisdom. Uh, He said, hey. If it's something that needs to be done, he would always pray and ask God, and he said God would just show it to him, and he thought that everybody was like that. So his his anticipation of folks was very high because he thought that everybody was able to do what he did, and that wasn't the case. The other person who is no longer with us, the musician, the singer, Prince. Prince was able to do any and everything. Matter of fact, if he wanted to have a rehearsal or make a CD, I would call it a record at the time we were growing up, but make a record, regardless if a drummer, bass player, guitar player, keyboard player, didn't show up, it didn't make any matter to him. All he needed to do was just, hey, fill in. He could play whatever instrument. Matter of fact, a couple of albums, he played all the instruments. And so, that kind of mindset it kind of made me feel like, you know what, um, I ain't going to be dependent on folks because while I'm waiting for folks to come by, they getting ready, and I could be done. So that's what made me have that work ethic to learn as much as possible within a particular craft that I was in for me to be able to take care of it. But, you know, there's an old saying that says, you know, Jack of all trades, master of none. And that's not like a cool cliche, but when you think about it, jack of all trades, that means you, you know, uh, the word, uh, the terminology jack simply means nibble or do a little bit about everything. You jack of all trades, but you master none at all. My attitude was I want a jack of no trades, master of all. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to have a little bit of knowledge about everything. I want to have every knowledge about everything. And so, like I said, that was my terminology. So, with the mindset of being able to just be that workhorse, doing things for yourself, it makes you not depend upon people. Hmm. It makes you not depend upon people, not want to depend upon people. When you're so used to doing things for yourself. And the funny thing about it, even when people offer to help, sometimes it will be so hard to tell people sure. Look here, matter of fact, there's been time and I have this method. When I'm doing when I'm uh buying grocery, I always try to tie the bags. These are the plastic bags. Tie the plastic bags. That way I can grab hold of it, grab it and go in the house excuse me, go in the house myself. I have a technique where with my technique, I'm like, I don't need any help. I got it. Even if both my hands are full. My mentality is like, there's there's that pursuit of the challenge. Well you know what? I can get it. I can do it. You can do it. Look, you don't need anybody to help you. You can do it. Let them help somebody who needs help, even though you may be struggling. Both your hands are full. And so sometimes we get so used to that. We get so used to that, and people see we're struggling. Sometimes we can be struggling, but sometimes because we've been so used to doing things for ourselves, we get so used to struggling for ourselves and by ourselves that we end up shutting people out from assisting us. Hmm. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Been there. <laughs> Sometimes still there, you know. So with that overworked attitude, that overworked superhero where you have to for every situation, even if it's not your situation. That's something that we have to ask God to help us to be able to pick and choose our battles, pick and choose where to exercise our energy at and where to let it go. Because, unfortunately, sometimes we don't know how to say it's enough. And sometimes we'll end up, just like wrestling, sometimes we end up passing out, passing out without tapping out. Sometimes we got to tap out and say, you know what, hey, I need some help. Or hey, can you help me? But unfortunately, some of us will pass out or we'll die before we ask somebody to help us. Huh. So. When you think about it, when you begin to start doing things by yourself, sometimes it could be cool from in the very beginning. Sometimes it could be cool. Sometimes it could be tolerable. And unfortunately, you know, we think about it, you know, sometimes it's not just, you know, a, a labor. It could be anything. Let's be technical. Sometimes in the people that may be watching with this, sometimes it can be even pertaining to parenting. Sometimes you may have that that, uh, uh, that child's mother or that child's father. You know, you've been asking, asking, but you know what? Forget it. I know who that person is. I ain't, you know what? Forget it. I ain't going to even ask for no help. I get it myself. You work three or four jobs instead of, you know, getting the assist from that child's father or from that child's mother, you know? We'll take two or three jobs to prevent us from, I'm not going to say asking or begging them to take care of their responsibility, but you ain't got to do anything. You just you can put the law on them. You know, that's a little extra. So many of us as parents, what do we do? We'll end up taking it all by ourselves. But in actuality, when you think about it, who is being deprived is not just us mainly it's the child if you really think about it it's the child well i don't you know he'll he'll be just fine i make enough money yeah but you're not making enough time because that child Needs, not just the finances, sometimes being technical, um, need more than the finances. The finances are not as important as the time and the relationship that you can invest with that child. But also the thing is, you're killing yourself. You're depriving your child of their mother or their father. You're depriving them of you, their free time that you can make. Even if you're a multi-millionaire, you still don't make enough. You still don't make enough to free yourself for you to be able to have that child. But also, guess what? For you to be able to share the expenses towards the other parent. So that's something I just really have to share. But like I said, it could be cool um, in the very beginning. But understand, that's only temporary. You can't keep it up. You can't – look here – You may do everything yourself in the very beginning. And like I said, it may be cool, but you can't continue that. That's why you have to understand sometimes it's best for us to be able to just look at things and for us not to allow those past experiences of us being burnt, of people have used us in certain situations. We can't let those past experience to make a not trust folks to help us. Now, a lot of times people just think pertaining to a relationship. It could be anything, any type of relationship, not just a boyfriend a girlfriend or husband a wife or a baby mom and baby daddy. No, more than that. It could be siblings, family, coworkers, you know, you you might be a great coworker, but you may have a coworker that you may not could just stand. Sometimes you know, oh, that person ain't gonna be doing nothing. So you know, I just do it myself, forget it. I just go on do it myself. And it's easy for us to get into that mold. So like I said, we gotta look at the whole area, every area of our life. Like I said, you might be set when it comes down to to the work area. You might be said pertaining to the responsibilities at church. That's fine. But what about with your family? What about, like I said, even in the neighborhood, you know, you might take care of your yard and everybody in your yard might be taken care of except for this one that's right beside you. And you're like, shucks, you know. You like to say, you know what, forget it. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, he may reap or she may reap the benefits of me taking care of my responsibility, but you know what? That person ain't going to do a good enough job. Matter of fact, I'll I bring this up because I know, you know, I'll say i throw my dad on the bus. <laughs> but we um, we got on him, uh, myself and my, actually mainly um, my stepmother, my stepmom, uh, my dad was so busy to try to do it even the chores around the neighborhood, and he was cutting a neighbor's yard. Okay, the neighbor, they had, uh I think, three or four healthy men. They could have cut the yard. we like, oh, no, uh-uh. He like, well, you know, they don't do it right, so I'll just go ahead and, uh-uh, no, <laughs> uh-uh. You let them grown rascals cut that yard. Let them cut their own yard. I ain't gonna have my daddy working himself. You know, so sometimes we have to look at. Sometimes many people just go ahead and just say, "Forget, it. I just gonna do it myself." But look at the expenses that you may be wasting, wasting. of. you know, there may be some things that you could you could be spending more time in another area, but you spend your time over here take care of a situation that you really didn't have to do you really don't you not have to take care of but you take it upon yourself. So just thinking about that, you know, that I was like like I said, when I found out that I'm like, oh man, I I was in my own way, uh, we strongly suggested for him not to do that. Let them grown rascals take care of their own yard. But when you look at it one of the main reasons why we end up doing things ourselves and sometimes without depending upon other folks, like I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> sometimes our past experiences, our past experiences makes us balled up our fists, make us not want to depend upon folks, make us, you know what, you know, I, I, look, I'd rather do it myself and avoid dealing with them because they may be a great disappointment. Sometimes those past experiences make us, like I said, not want to deal with folks, make us not want to trust anybody in certain situations. So that old saying, man, I hate to depend upon folks. And I remember me saying it a couple of times. I hate, and this is me, I hate to depend upon folks. Sometimes I have to, I have to really ask God, God, help me it might be an opportunity for God to have a teachable moment with me. Sometimes I have to even, let's be honest, and I know this is later on in the subject, but sometimes I have to be able to extend grace to others because, you know what, they just say, if I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm at the age I'm at, but then there might be somebody that may not have grasped as, as I did, regardless if it's their age or their maturity or even their experience. It can be somebody of the same age but have a lack of experience or the lack of drive and the willingness to go ahead and get things done because they may have they may not have it may not have a click in their mind of the importance of doing things right. One of the terms I always heard that really caught my attention when People sometimes rush to do things, and they don't put their whole heart into it. This is something, not just me sharing with others, but also when I tell people something, or if I'm ministering to somebody, when I'm ministering to someone, I'm not just ministering to them. I'm also ministering to myself. So, subconsciously, I look at myself right beside them, so that way we both can be partakers of whatever information God is providing through me. So, that old saying, it says... Well, you know, you don't have time to do it right, but you have time to do it again. So in other words, there are so many people, they don't put their whole heart into what needs to be done, so they just half do it. You know, they, they say they don't have time to do it, but on the other hand, they have to make time to correct what they did in the first place. You understand? So the most important thing we got to look at, doing things the right way the first time. Doing things the first time the right way. Do it with your whole heart. We always hear in the Bible, it tells us doing it unto God. Doing it as your services unto God. You know, so, that old, like I said, that terminology, sometimes we hate, hate dealing with people. That doesn't mean we hate people. Excuse me. That doesn't mean that we hate people. Sometimes it could be that we hate they, we hate their work ethic. <laughs> you know, we hate their work ethic. You know, don't have time. You know, and I know sometimes. And like I said, this is me talking about me too. Like I said, I'll talk about me. There are some people that may have been in the past. You know, thought, oh, that boy ain't gonna do nothing. Matter of fact, I had a supervisor years ago. He's no longer with us, and I thank God that uh, before he passed away, um, there end up being peace between he and I. And, you know, I, I respect him and everything. But one time, he wanted to send me to internal affairs because he said, I look like, I look like, I'm not enthused about my job. Hmm. That's what he said. I'll never forget that. He said, it looked like I'm not enthused about my job. Now, granted, I was in my 20s. Also, when I'm around people, I learn. I always learn to listen twice as much as you talk. I've always been an observant person. And now, especially in my older years, I believe when wisdom is talking, when somebody's saying something, listen, you're never too old to learn, and you never discriminate who you learn from. So whenever there's an opportunity of learning that comes, I know how to shut my mouth and listen. Because a lot of times when a person's saying something, a lot of times they're trying to prove a point that is not even warranted for them to even open up their mouth. When a master is talking, i I, I ain't going to say master, I say a professor. When a professor is talking, the student needs to hush. The time that the student opens his mouth is when the professor asks, does anyone have any questions? In other words, this is a great opportunity to give questions, not suggestions. And so that's what I learned. So when he said that, I was like, no, no. And so later on, years later, you know, he found out how my personality was. He realized, he realized that I was not lazy. Uh, I just grew up knowing how to be respectful, you know, and he was way older than I was. So with that, yes, sir, no, sir, you know, I could have gotten ugly, but who would have heard it? Not him, me. He would have ruined my reputation. But I thank God. God know how to say everything. When you do things right, say everything. But that way, everything, come out. you're vindicated. But I had to share that because, you know, I was like, wow, he
0: prejudged me. He prejudged me,
1: you know. But just looking at that, you know, sometimes we hate dealing with folks. Sometimes we hate um, just delegating their responsibility. And especially, especially when it already looked like they don't display that same work ethic as us. Like I said, look here. <laughs> like I said, my daddy <laughs> got that from my daddy and got it from Prince. Probably more so of, I say even, I say 50-50. Prince, my daddy. But just looking at what needs to be done, learn how to do it yourself. Matter of fact, my daddy, what he used to do. He used to drive dump trucks, and he owned some dump trucks and had drivers. Well, instead of him paying a mechanic, he knew how to work on it himself. So what did he do? Hey, he worked on on himself. He worked on the truck or the cars himself. And unfortunately, when he did try to get a mechanic to work on a certain car or vehicle, sometimes he had to go behind them. Because they did a half job. Or sometimes they did they did a horrible job, and he ended up having to do it himself. You know, so I totally understand that part. So I mentioned about that saying being a jack-of-all-trades and master of none. And unfortunately what happened, because we don't, we don't delegate that responsibility to others. We don't understand the the ramifications that happens with us. I want to share this an uh, illustration. How or why does our body retain water? Our body retains water because it does not trust us to supply water when we need it. See, when a person is thirsty, that means their body has already been deprived of water. It's just like uh, in a car, the engine check light will come on before your tank goes and eat. Well, unlike the gas tank in your car, our body does not give us a forewarning of, well, you know, You're getting low. No, when you're thirsty, that means you're already low. Matter of fact, since we're talking about water, get some right now. So, because because you have not given your body some water, what happens your body will hold on to it because your body needs water for survival. Your body is made up of 70% water, if I'm not mistaken. And Your whole body needs water to function, to flush, to remove toxic pollutants, all that stuff. Well, when your body holds on to water, that means you're not a good steward in replenishing the water that's in your body. But if you want to get rid of the water, the excess water, what you do, you don't starve yourself of water or dehydrate yourself of water. What do you do? You give your body water. You keep giving it. That way, your body learns to trust you because the body knows that you will supply the water that is needed, and you will continue to do that. It's just like somebody asks you for $50, 15 minutes payday you be like, okay, no big deal, you know. I'm I, i going I'm to I'm pay you back in about 45 minutes. Okay, no big deal because you already know that you're going to get paid. You're going to get paid a few minutes from now. But instead of you being 15 minutes from payday, imagine somebody telling you, hey, I need to borrow X amount of money. Uh, and it's and it's already the day after payday. And they say, well, I'm going to pay you back in four or five months. Well, you know what? You, you You can't afford it. You can't afford to. You can't afford to give it because you're going to be going without for an extended period of time. So you can't allow your money to stretch because you won't have anything coming in. So, the main thing is just like I said, just like with your water just like with your body pertaining to water, allowing your body to trust you by you supplying the abundance of water on a continuous basis. well, if your body learns to trust you with the water, same thing pertaining to you trusting people pertaining to the responsibilities that you will have them to do. So, being able to have your body quenched by supplying the water that is needed. And the same thing pertaining to you having to earn or even learn how to trust people for you to be able to delegate responsibilities to them. So, Key thing where we have to think about, if we want to be able to delegate responsibilities to people, what we have to do is be able to understand how in the world are we watching them or how in the world are we uh, observing them and seeing who's qualified for us to delegate the responsibilities and who not qualified. These are some of the things we have to think about. See, one of the things I found out, there are some people, if you look at those people who hold on, like I said, when you're holding on, your hands are closed. When you hold on, you're holding on to something that's in your hand, but you prevent something getting into your hands. One of the things I found out that really caught my attention, what God was showing with me, he said, I uh, thought I wrote it down. Oh, but I, I think I remember it on the top of my head. We have to be able to release. We have to be able to release what's in our hand and give it. Give it to someone. There is someone. I know, like I said, many of us, uh, uh, I don't trust people, but there is someone that God may be sending for you to delegate those responsibilities to see, what happens when we hold on to something in our hand, whatever we hold on within our hand, it prevents God from releasing what's in his heart. If we don't release what's in our hand, it prevents God from releasing what's in his heart for us. So we have to make sure that we stop holding on to that thing so we can be able to have the freedom of more time, um more money being able to delegate those responsibilities because ultimately who's going to be affected? It's going to be us. It does affect other people, which we'll talk about, but ultimately it will be us. For you to be able to delegate responsibilities to others, you have to love being a blessing to others. See, you have to love being a blessing to others, but don't know how to bless someone. We have to think about it. Many of us, we want to bless people. But what happened, this is this is another type that we can look at because there are some people who don't delegate responsibilities, but also there's a characteristic that they may have that may kind of catch your attention. Get this. This is what I was saying. They love to bless people, but they don't know how to receive from people. That makes sense? In other words, there are some people, they do for others. Sometimes they like to bless others, but when it comes down for people to bless them, they don't know how to receive. They know how to give, but they don't know how to receive. As the same thing that pertains to, like I said, delegated responsibilities. There are some people that know how to bless people but don't know how to receive a blessing from people. And unfortunately, what happened, what we have to look at, unfortunately, it make a person feel uncomfortable. Not everybody, but some people. It makes some people feel uncomfortable being able to give or be able to receive excuse me be able to receive from people they're a great giver but they're a horrible receiver and what happened let's looking at it like this they get joy out of blessing people but they don't realize because they refuse to be able to receive from people or they say they don't know how to receive from people what happened the blessing they love to give to people and the joy and the uh the, the, the joy and the excitement that they get out of blessing people, they're depriving people from blessing them. They're depriving people, of not just blessing them, but they're uh, depriving people of receiving the same blessing that they feel when they bless others. So that's something we have to look at. We have to be able to learn how to say thank you. <laughs> Learn how to say thank you. Matter of fact, years ago, uh, my organ player. Years ago, we were uh, going to different places, and uh, I would pick him up and everything. And you know, I always prayed, God, God, I need money. God, I need money. And so, whenever I would pick him up and take him to his house, he would always go in his pocket and say, "Here you go." And I said, "No, no, no, that's okay." Okay, I did that for so long till eventually he said, now look, I know you've been praying for money. And matter of fact, you're going to need some money. He said, look at your gas tank. It so happened, I looked at my gas tank and my gas tank was kissing on E. I said, well, no, that's all right. He said, look, he said, you've been praying and I'm right here. This is your answer prayer right here, but you're refusing it. now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep on asking you to take it. I'm, I'm gonna tell you one more time. If you don't want to take it, then I'm gonna put it back in my pocket and I won't I won't ask you no more. So he said, "Here you go. Do you want it?" And I had to take some humble pie and say, "Yes, thank you." I had to learn to be able to accept. Now, you know, when you really look at it, there are some people, you know, it may not be to the extreme as far as, well, you know, I do need some gas, one or whatever that. But like I said, it could be anything. So many people, they are so charitable in helping others, but they don't want to receive help for themselves. They don't want to receive help themselves. So that's something we have to look at. In other words, quit being a hero to others or in other people's lives when you are a villain in your own life. That's something to think about. Like I said, this is not just for y'all. This is for me, too. So this is for all of us. So this is a learning curve for me, too. But understanding, the other thing we have to understand, if we don't delegate responsibilities to others, we gain we can't get promoted or advanced without grooming or delegating someone in the current position that we have we're asking God for an advancement we're asking God for a raise we're asking God for a higher position regardless if it's on our job church business whatever we want that advancement, but we're not setting the groundwork for us to be advanced. And guess what? A lot of time, even in us wanting to go in that higher position, us be able to have that promotion, a lot of times we cannot or they cannot afford to let us go because we're the only one that's working in that position and we haven't groomed anybody. So one of the things I found out, in order for you to grow, you must first teach somebody how to grow. You know, that that's saying a whole lot when it pertains to really just observing to see, you know what, if we can there's a show called The Apprentice. Do we have an apprentice where we are grooming someone to take our spot? When we leave, and like I said, when they leave, that means for us to be able to go into that high position. But you know what? If you haven't groomed anybody, or if you're not grooming someone, then what makes them have a need for you? And I say them, they mean your, the business or whatever. What makes them have a need to advance or promote you when? You are needed in that area because you're the only one that's mastering that area. Once you help someone to master the area that you're in, there will be a need for you to be advanced. In other words, just like watching baseball, when a person is at bat, a, I don't care how a person swing and poof, the, ball is, the ball hit the ground and, and there's a run. The player that's already on first base have to move to allow the person that's at base to get to the first base. The person that's at home plate that just hit the ball can be able to go to the first base as soon as that first base player leaves to go to second base. But if he stays on first base, You know what happened? He's preventing who just, I guess we'll just call it, uh, who just hit the bat, who who just hit the ball, preventing them from making it on base. And guess what? Both of them be out. Because why? Because that person that was at first base refusing to advance to his new position to allow the player to go into his new position. That's something we have to think about. We have to think about, are we grooming someone? Are we grooming someone? And also, for us not to feel like we got to do everything. You know, there are consequences in us trying to do everything. There are some people, they are doing things or they're trying to do everything to avoid things. There are some people, they're avoiding, some people avoiding life. Some people are avoiding their situation, and that never solves anything. And also there are some people, not only they are avoiding certain things or they are avoiding dealing with something, but also sometimes there are some people, they feel like they have to be needed in some people's life. They have to be needed in people's lives. So what they do, they involve themselves in everybody's life and don't take care of their own life. Take care of their own situation. You know, it's like they're a little busy bee. Sit down. Take a chill pill. But there are some consequences in not delegating responsibilities to others. Think about this. The first thing, and this doesn't have to be in the same order. I'm just going to say it for uh, number purposes so we don't lose track. First thing. What happens when you don't delegate responsibility to others? Burnout. Burnout. You can physically, emotionally, mentally burn yourself out. A lot of times people end up starting to do something and they have a passion for it, but because of them not properly managing their time, their effort, or even their motive—what happened? What they used to love, now they hate it. It's not because of the work, but mainly it's because of hmm, not properly managing. Because God may tell them to do thirty minutes or thirty minutes per day, but they're doing six hours every day and trying to compensate for something else or somebody else. And then what happened, Poop, burned out. And you can see that at church. You can see that at work, whatever. You know, one of the terminologies, uh, one of the examples I always think about, when I think about burnout, I think about Moses seeing the burning bush. Now, the bush was burning, but it was not consumed. And that's one of the things that God began to really deal with me on That's the same drive and passion that he has for us. That should be a burn, but that burn will not consume us. If we do it his way, there is a timing, there is a strategic way that God wants us to do things and manage things. So that burnout, God never intended us to be burnt out over an assignment that he has given us. God has dedicated us and responsibilities, and he has made us stewards, managers of the assignments that he has given us. But whatever God has given us, there is no burnout. The reason why there is burnout is because we're not doing it his way or we're not doing exactly what he told us to do. Sometimes that burnout happens because we overdo and we do beyond what God told us to do. And guess what? That's still disobedience. (laughs) You know, so that burnout. The other thing is it can affect your health. Many people, health has declined because they have not delegated those responsibilities to to others. Now, you think about it. It could be blood pressure issues that could be affected. Like I said, stress distress, oh my gosh, uh, the blood pressure uh, create health issues for you, sleep deprivation disturb your sleep, disturb your peace. Some of these things are because of us not delegating the responsibilities to folks, especially when they're capable of doing it. Another thing, it can affect your relationships. A lot of relationships have gone through a divorce or has been severed because we're not properly delegating responsibilities and what happens, relationships become a strain. And like I said, it's not just pertaining to boyfriend and girlfriend uh dating relationship. It can even be pertaining to family. It can be pertaining to parent and child or siblings. It can affect any type of relationship, friendships, you know, God intended us to network and to depend upon each other. But what happened a lot of times, because we're not doing things God way, we end up mismanaging or we end up going outside of God's will and plan that he had intended us to. Relationships can be affected by it. Also, like I mentioned earlier, we can stop our blessings we can stop or hinder our blessing or stop and hinder other people's blessing. Like I mentioned earlier, we get a blessing to bless others. And when we get that blessing to bless others, they get blessed, we get blessed. But if we shut people out from blessing us, then what happened, it prevents them them from getting the blessing that they need. For them to bless us, that's something that we have to think about. in other words, as a matter of fact, I did mention earlier, I found it now you have to release what's in your hand for God to release what's in his heart, so for us to be able to not cut off our blessings by cutting off other people's blessings, also, <clears throat> I mentioned. You stop you and others' growth and advancement. But then here's some key things for us to be able to look at on how to gain confidence in appointing responsibilities to others. Number one, don't walk in fear. Fear of losing your spot. Fear of hurt fear of being burnt again, or even fear of failure. And when I say the fear of failure, not because you failed, per se, but even the failure of others. Sometimes, you know, true enough, we may have delegated responsibilities, the wrong person of responsibilities in the past. Okay, that, that, that happens. But we can't allow that to make us be in fear. And like I said, not allowing past experiences to dictate our current experiences or future experiences. So for us not to walk in fear, but be confident. And how can you be confident? Being confident in your decision-making by, number one, being more responsible and do your homework now. Now, you might have, you know, not even did a background check or not even observed the person who may have hurt you in the past. Well, now you do a better job. Now you do your homework. You study that person. You consult God and you ask God to reveal if it's a person that's a candidate for this assignment that you want to relinquish to them. That's something that we have to really just take into consideration. men have to do our homework, do our due diligence, you know, and not just well, you know uh they they say they're a Christian, look here, I'm gonna tell you something this, look here, this is for free. just because somebody say that they say or well, they're a Christian or whatever I, it doesn't even matter, whatever they say, that is not the final answer. That is not the final answer. Don't go upon that alone. Because what you need to do, if they say that they're a Christian, then guess what? You need to be a fruit inspector. Check out and see what type of fruit that they are exhibiting. Because there are some people, they can say they're a Christian, but guess what? They ain't delivered. And you end up, because you taking taken their word that, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm, I'm pastor so-and-so, and guess what? You end up letting your guards down, and you end up giving them their responsibility, and now you're going to end up being frustrated in doing their work because you chose someone that was not qualified. You know, so that's something you have to think about. Do your homework on studying people. Do your homework on these people that you are giving responsibilities for. Also, look, how can they follow instructions or do they follow instructions? Check and see will they do it unto God just like you did it unto God. Will they best represent you? Because remember, the person that you're choosing, you're giving them the, I, I'll say it like this, you're giving them the endorsement in other people's eyes. So the person that you're choosing, and it's a very, very important decision in who you choose, you're delegating people responsibilities that people are going to not see them, but they're going to see you. Because you chose them. They are representing you. So you have to do your homework on these people. Also, like I said, you got to examine and even change how you chose folks in the past. That's going to be a hard one right there. (laughs) Because a lot of times what happened, a lot of times, like I said, we didn't really study these folks. So unfortunately, because we didn't do our homework, they don't do their work. Sometimes we put people in place that are not qualified. And this is is a little extra one. I don't care if they are related to you. I don't care if they are your friend. You got to be able to separate business from pleasure, business from personal. You can't mix the two. Also realizing when you are giving people responsibilities, you cannot make your business personal. You can't make your decision personal. You got to keep a business. In other words, keep business business. Also understand, that this is the terminology I always say at work. You can't. Let one man do a two-man job. You can't let one man do a two-man job. We have to be able to relinquish some of the load. We can't carry the load by ourselves. Especially, think about this. Whatever you do, can you afford to do it forever? If you say no, then you know that you have to get somebody, pick somebody, that will help ease the load. Even when it comes down to marriage, the Bible calls our spouse a helpmate. A helpmate. And if God strategically have within marriage for palatable people to come together, male and female, compatibility to be equally yoked, for them to be a helpmate, not a hurtmate. And if he strategically had that in mind within marriage, what about work? What about friendship? What about within family? There's something to think about. Galatians 6 and 5 tells us, for every man shall bear his own burden. Think about burden being responsibility. Even in the Bible, it tells us the man don't work, he don't eat. So quit choosing people who don't work for you to feed them a responsibility that you may end up having to clean up and work yourself. So there's a little something I just want to just kick at y'all. Matter of fact, I have to get ready to go to the phone line right now. Uh Uh-oh. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Regan and My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today?
0: Doing great, sir. How are you?
1: Doing good, doing good, doing good. Uh wanted to let you chime in, uh, whatever you like to say. Feel free and uh, share with us at this time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to say uh, uh, I appreciate this conversation. I appreciate this lesson. Uh, however uh, people want to view it. Um, I grew up with that same dad. Um, you know, as you was talking, I started remembering my dad. He's passed on, but I started remembering, um, you know, he was good at, at just about anything and everything. Uh, but he was one of those, um, like you said, jack of all trades. And I think he kind of hurt himself because he was so good at so many different things that, He, you know, never never really mastered anything or never really made anything of one thing. And that's that's what I told myself because I kind of inherited that. But um, what I do now is before I start something, I kind of take an inventory and I kind of see if, Um, I kind of use, like, what you and I do. I use our our police force, right? So if you're going to investigate something, let's say you're going to investigate an area, a house, whatever, what's the first thing you do? You get a staging area, right? Part of my evaluation to see what I need for the task or who I need for the task. But you're talking tonight more about delegating. So uh, what I got from that is one of your old lessons, And But this lesson that you taught was more about relationships. And I believe I might be wrong, but you used um, the the natural way of hiring somebody. You know, uh, first of all, I, I remember you talking about listening to the person, you know, listening to the person, seeing, you know, what they're all about, right? Then you went on into the hiring phase. And so then, you know, you decide that after the interview, okay, this is a good hire for now. But what what do they do next? They give them 90 days. <laughs> so that 90 days is part of the discernment. You know, like I said, I learned this from one of your previous lessons, is that that 90 days, Is part of the discernment to see if that person is going to be able to handle the task. But we do need to be able to allow other people to help us because that's what God designed us for. That's why we all have different talents and gifts because we need each other's help. And like you said, the biggest thing, um, you know, I hope people paid attention to was the fact that, yes, if you don't, Delegate some of this stuff Or if you don't manage your time You're going to burn out And then there's stress And then there's depression And then all those things start to follow Right So, you know, you and I We've learned this through law enforcement Different classes and stuff we have to take But, uh, no, it was an awesome lesson Uh, I really appreciate this lesson Uh, Reminding me, your dad Reminded me a lot of my dad I mean, cars, building I mean, all those different things My dad could do you know, um, but one of the things, I, like I said, I saw him do is he spread himself too thin. And so I always promised myself that I almost did it. <laughs> But I, I came back and, you know, from the lesson I learned from him, I said, okay, I'm going to focus on this. And I became a police officer and, you know, I'm, I'm in my career now. Hmm. Uh,
1: I do have to say, matter of fact, uh, I want to make sure that, uh, my call um real quick just so I happen you on the phone now um mm-hmm. last year march uh actually january february right before the pandemic and then early on in the pandemic um we were doing our summer school lesson on uh Uh, I believe it was Google Plus, I believe. I I can't remember. But um, we were doing it uh, at a small scale, and Mm -hmm. I ended up catching COVID. And after I caught Mm -hmm. COVID, um, next thing you know, because I was used to uh, doing everything pertaining to the uh, uh, video and, and making sure that we were able to do things online, Long story short, mm-hmm. while I was out, there was a young man that ended up um getting everybody together on Google Plus and then eventually yeah. mm-hmm. end up uh upgrading from Google Plus to zoom, and that mm-hmm. young man was you, <laughs> you yeah. <know>? and, so, <laughs> and, and so I said that to say mm-hmm. God knows how to Number one, God has a sense of humor, and He saw that there was a need for us to be in the area of like where we're at right now through Zoom, right? And so He mm-hmm. used different methods, and that method, you know, um, He even in the midst, what I say, what the devil meant for evil, God turning it for our good. Even in the midst of me getting sick and all that stuff, you know, that became plenty of time. For us to revamp and for you mm-hmm. to step in, fill in, for you to be able to be where you need to be at now for me to do mm-hmm. what I need to do now. You know, right. So, right. Right.
0: so like right. I said, I,
1: I, preach, I appreciate you and I just had to, I forgot all about it until just a while ago. So I just wanted to yes. publicly acknowledge you to say thank you. You're so doing I a great appreciate, job. I
0: appreciate Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and and like I said, we're helpers of each other, man. And uh, I'm I'm just grateful for opportunity to serve, and I'm glad that it's it's been helpful to you and the other members of our church, and you know those who want to join in with us. You know, um, I I just I just I'm just thankful to be a servant of God and a servant of my fellow man, and I'm trying harder every day. You know, I'm trying harder every day. You know, trying to hit the mark. You know, so I appreciate I appreciate the accolades. Um, but again, uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing an awesome job, and like I said, this this lesson tonight was was a very good one. I hope people uh, listened in and take heed to it, um, because we have a lot of people, you know, you know, trying to do too much, as they say, you know, um, you know, burn themselves out, and and learning the part that you talked about, learning how to discern, you know, who's going to be. Um, A good helper or not Right because you got some people that May be front but One of the things our leaders Do in our church you know They'll also listen they'll also watch They'll also do all that but they Take it to God and I think he mentioned that You take it to God you pray about it They pray about every decision they get ready To make you know And that's in the spiritual but in the natural Yes there's steps we have To take also in the natural so yeah, just keep up the good work, brother June. I appreciate you. Love you, man.
1: All right, love you too. I I appreciate you. Appreciate you, and um, you know all I can like say this is a, a learning lesson for me too. You know, I don't know everything, and I tell people when when God give a message through here, I be listening, and and most of the time, especially those. Well, when I get a chance to study, a lot of time I'm studying by myself, and I can't tell you how many times I pop I'm like, ooh, oh, man, this deep, or, oh, my God, thank you, you know, so it feeds me. But uh, just being able to just learn how to, you know, uh, give those responsibilities to others. You know, um, as we get ready to wrap up, just a while ago it hit me, you know, uh there's been people such as like um now President Barack Obama, President George W. Bush, um President Reagan. Many of those when you look at it, they became presidents but they also were governors. And there were many governors or even a Senate. They sat in the Senate seat. Matter of fact, um, uh, um, our our, um, vice president, our vice president, um, Camilla Harris, you know, where they were at, they were either the governors or senators. And what happened? When they got that advancement, they had to have somebody to fill in their spot. You know, they couldn't have both. Matter of fact, those that know me, like I say, those that know me, um, I watch wrestling. I'm a wrestling fan. Matter of fact, yesterday, ended up uh, being a ring announcer uh, at Soar, Soar's Wrestling. Soar's Wrestling. Big shout out to um, Sir Mo, Mr. Bobby Horns. Thank you so much for allowing me to do that. And uh, when you look at it on wrestling, a lot of time what they would do, I remember uh, the Ultimate Warrior. He was the Intercontinental Champion, and he was fighting Hulk Hogan, the World Championship, the World Champion, and the belt was on the line. The heavyweight championship was on the line. And what happened? The Ultimate Warrior won the championship belt, the heavyweight championship belt. And so he, at one point, ended up being the international uh, international champion and the, excuse me, intercontinental champion and the world heavyweight champion. So what he had to do, he had to take the greater and get rid of the lesser. Hmm. So, you know, just looking at it, you're like, okay, so now we have to be able to just, In order for us to be able to advance and move on, we got to be able to have somebody groomed into where we're at. So with that being said, I hope there was something that really made us think, be able to really just evaluate and understand we can't have that spot forever. You know, there's somebody that's going to end up being our predecessor, and we have to be okay with us being able to not just be advanced or even just let somebody just come on in because it may, take, it may take a lot of relief from you for you to be able to see your work being in vain. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Evangelist Robinson. Thank you so much. You know, God has so much for us. And most of the time, We end up doing so much, and we're doing some things that God didn't authorize us to do. And sometimes, like I said, we end up getting burned out over things that God didn't authorize us. God didn't give us permission. God didn't tell us to do things. If we really want to see the blessings of God, how about we do things God's way? It's not hard. What makes it hard is our will. So with that being said, for those who may be... um, Having anything that's on their heart, there's not, nothing too hard for God to take care of. There might be a burden, might be something that's maybe heavy on you. We're going to give that to God. Just in case someone who may be watching who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe in the heart of God to raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Understand, it's not hard being saved. It's, it's, it's really not hard being saved. It's really fun. It's actually, it's actually for your benefit <laughs> because we don't know everything, but God knows. God knows what's ahead. We don't. Look here. We can guess and we still be wrong. And guess what? We can see something right in front of us. And we'll still be wrong because there might be a spirit, it might be a deception that we might be looking at. Or it might be something that's real, but we interpret it as false. But God knows. So this is the opportunity for us to give everything over to God. The Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for an awesome day. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us, God, because anything that's in us is not like you, God. Ask you, God, to forgive us, and we receive your forgiveness. God, we're coming out to tell you, thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, but most importantly, everything that you are right now, God. You are our Savior. You are our Redeemer, God. We thank you for it right now, God. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you help us in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, help us right now, God, to acknowledge you, to consult with you in all of our ways right now, God. And us to lean not to our own understanding, God, but us to acknowledge you, God, in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, God, there may be some who may be watching right now, God who are dealing with burdens, God, who need a word from you right now, God. We're speaking, God, that you speak right now, God. Speak right now, God. Speak right now, God according to your will and your word right now God and help us God with the at- attentive ears and heart to obey what you say right now God and to apply it to our lives right now in the name of Jesus we bind everything the devil stand for we cancel the devil's assignment right now in the name of Jesus we bind and we destroy every yoke right now God Lord we speaking, God that you lift the burdens God lift the heaviness of what your child is going through right now in the name of Jesus Lord the light like somebody that's like being tangled up in like shoestrings right now that feet been tangled up in shoestring God we speak God that you remove the shoelaces God remove the laces and remove the chains right now with the bondage that the devil is trying to put forth in God's people we're speaking right now God that you remove the bondage right now in the name of Jesus remove the weight remove any and everything that the devil tried to put forth and making a person feel imprisoned, prison right now In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for a mighty move right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done, but most importantly, everything that you are right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you comfort those, God, who are grieving right now, God. God, there are some, God, who did not who did not know, God, which way to go, what to do, God. But God, we speaking right now, God, that you send them around people to God that's gonna speak your word, God. But what's supposed to go be a, a help right now, even in that grieving hour right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God. Those who are dealing with confused mind right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you touch and heal their minds right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking against every generational curse right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, the feeling of fatigue, or the feeling of loneliness, God, fill every void right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, that you touch and heal every person that may be watching or listening, God. Who are sick? God, we're speaking of they touch their physical body, their mental body, and their spiritual bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God. Healing and wholeness right now, God. And we cast all of our cares upon you, God, because you care for us right now, God. And we receive your word and your healing, God. Everything that you say pertaining to that situation right now, God, we speak it and we receive it right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, we speak speaking right now, God that you bind every, that you bind every, like, violence, we bind every, uh, like, riot act right now in the name of Jesus. Even whatever the devil tried to play, even pertaining to the schools right now, God, we speak of hedge protection right now. In the name of Jesus, every plot that the devil try to put forth right now, in the name of Jesus, we counsel it and send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we're speaking, God, right now, God, help your people to cry out like never before, not just when things are going bad or uncomfortable, but even in the celebratory times right now. In the name of Jesus, we praise you right now, God. We praise you right now, God. We give your name praise right now, God. We give your name honor right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, God. God, we ask your help of God to obey you, God, and to trust you and to seek you in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank you for watching this video, and I hope and pray that there was something that was said that would minister to you, that would help you to be encouraged right now. And we're speaking right now that even those who may be wanted to find me, may want to follow me, you can catch me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R. Matter of fact, right there, Brother Prater, that's how it looks. Brother Prater, uh, you can catch me on Facebook. You see my daily devotions or you see my um, videos. Or you can go to my website at brotherprater.com, brotherprater.com. You can go to um, brotherprater.com and you'll see my daily devotions, videos, and also upcoming events. Also, you can go to the store section of my book, excuse me, store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path of the Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men that their needs, their responsibilities toward their family, their children, even their children's mother, also we talk to the ladies also to let them know what the definition of a real man is and what the definition of a real man ain't. Also, uh, it's for both men and female. And I know many people oh it said "Men, look, it's for both because it started with the man, you know, and most of the time, you know, if there's been some hurt pertaining to a young lady, a lot of it came from men, <laughs> just point blank. So it goes both ways. Also, um, I have another book called uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, and it was uh, a tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater, who was uh, tragically killed through domestic violence. So um, I appreciate you all for watching and listening, and I want you all to tune in next week. Next week we're going to talk because it's coming up to the holiday season, and we want to talk about that. We want to talk um, preparing our hearts and mind pertaining to the holiday season so I appreciate each and every one of y'all who tuned in and I hope and pray that y'all have a great great week and also most importantly know that it ain't nothing too hard for God so I thank you all and thank y'all for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast God bless you and good night